Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, little Luke Bright to kick off hour number two, huh? Why don't we? On a feel-good football Friday in the nation's capital and beyond. Good to have you with us right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. We're not here to talk about the Baltimore Orioles, kids. No, no, no. We're not here to talk about the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> we are here to talk about the Washington Commanders and the Denver Broncos. Tyler Columbus gave us much more than that. I mean, some really good stuff about, look, Dion's wearing the sunglasses right now on McAfee's show. Surprise. He said maybe the whole team comes out of the tunnel wearing hats and sunglasses tomorrow <laughs> instead, of, instead of helmets. How much of a hoot would that be, and how much would that either piss off the college football Neanderthals or just – Everybody on social media would go bonkers. Who cares? It's not professional sports. It's fun. Let them have fun. I know. I, I'm. I, I'm. I'm fine. I'm. I'm totally down for. It. I would love it. I'm totally fine. Totally fine. Uh, if you missed it, it was a great interview. Uh, I must say, did a, I think I did a pretty good job getting everything that we had to get in there, and we had a lot. And thanks to Tyler, who uh, has to do a radio show, so I kept him way too long. So I appreciate uh, him. But because of that, we haven't had a chance really. To dial it up on the phones just yet at 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Again, on the Ace Law listener lines in a rec, Ace Law helps you get a check call 8888 Ace Law. Let me hit the Chase Young news uh, first. We told you about last hour. Chase Young has been cleared to play as expected to play. Now, I guess something could go wrong in between now and then, which would, you know, put him on the inactive list or whatever. So I can't say 100 percent but I mean, based on Again, what we have right now is that Chase Young is likely to play, very likely to play on Sunday. So he was originally thought maybe uh, out until, you know, maybe next week, but it looks like he will make his season debut. Listen, I don't think this has a huge, huge impact right away on Sunday. I don't think that you go, oh, my God, Chase Young is back. Now they're absolutely going to win this game because he's the ultimate difference maker. I don't think that. You might. I don't. 
However, here's where we're going to agree. Anything from Chase Young, hopefully reasonably good, and he's a good run defender against what needs to be a good running team in order for them to have success, both with Russell Wilson extending plays with his legs and trying to break contain and get outside, and more importantly, with Javante Williams and Samaje P. Ryan. And Samaje P. Ryan, man. Not a bad Jay Gruden, right? Um, Matt, you could shake your head and say, yeah, it was good. Or you could say it was pretty bad. I thought it was pretty good. Anyway, um, between Javante Williams and Samaje P. Ryan, Denver's going to try and run the football. This much we should know. Last week, Williams only coming off the severe injury, 13 carries, 52 yards, an average of four, long of 11. P. Ryan, eight carries, 41 yards, averaged more than five a pop, and a long of 12. Russell Wilson only had one scramble for one yard. We know Russ isn't the same athlete, the same quarterback, the same play extender that he used to be, but he did extend the play on a roll to his right on the touchdown pass to Humphrey that we kind of referenced with Tyler for a five-yard touchdown pass, capping off a 14-play, 86-yard drive. Denver is going to try and run the ball. Remember last week, the Commanders gave up some decent plays. Yes, to James Conner, but also to Marquise Hollywood-Brown, who's a little silly goose, on bottled up pitch reverse whatever it was for like 31 yards and they gave up some plays again in the run game to Connor which is going to happen right they're professionals nobody's saying oh my god how could you allow James Connor I mean it was 14 carries 62 yards it's not like a you know problem but he did have one long uh one longer one for 12 right? And we have seen the Commanders at times. I've seen it under the entire Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio era. Struggle on perimeter runs. Struggle for tackling. We're in tackling at times. Maybe being pinned or hemmed in. Out of place. Out of, that is going to be, to me, the number one defensive key. Can they shut down Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan, Russell Wilson from extending plays? Can they control Russell Wilson, keep him in the pocket, make him turn around, funnel him back? Can they not give up what should be maybe a three- or four-yard gain to P. Ryan or specifically Javante Williams and have it turn into a 20 or 25 or 30 or worse? That is where the number one key is. And Robert and Robert and Chase Young is going to help with that. I wouldn't expect Chase Young to be like super juiced and explosive from a pass rush perspective, but maybe he is. You know, he's going against Garrett Bowles, who I think missed a good deal of last year with an injury. You know, he's a pretty decent tackle. Most of the time, as long as they use, like you figure Sweat versus McClinchy on the left side of the defense, right side of the Bronco offense. They do rotate them. They do switch them around. I'm sure Chase will be on a pitch count. On a snap count, I don't know if you'll see him just on third and 12. Like, there's this notion that Chase Young will only play on obvious pass rush situations whenever he plays moving forward. 
or at least over the offseason there was. I don't know if there is today because I don't know how many people were actually expecting him to be cleared. But that's not the case, I don't think. Because Chase isn't right now a good enough natural pass rusher to say, oh, he's only going to play on third and eight plus. That's the package we're going to use him. I'm not telling you he won't be in there in those spots, in some of those spots. But he is as good of a run stopper as he probably is a pass rusher at this point. That's a compliment, boys and girls. Linnell, don't get your panties in a bunch. That's a compliment. I'm just teasing, my guy. That's a compliment. Chase Young, I think, is as good run blo- uh, run stopping as he is as a pass rusher. Until I see otherwise, that's what I'm going with. Now, again, we circle back. If Denver is going to try and run the ball and get the run game going, if Washington struggles on the perimeter, tackling, taking maybe a little bit of an aggressive angle, being out of a gap, with pedestrian-type runners, we're not even talking about great, great, great runners. Right? We're talking about maybe a little bit more of a physical-type back, maybe a little bit of a bigger back, what have you. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen it against, you know, uh, in Ron's first year, Jack's first year, the Giants, when they had Alfred Morris and Wayne Gallman. I mean, I've seen it play out over the last three-plus years. Again, nobody's saying that they're awful. Nobody's saying that they're horrible. They gave up 100, I want to say 120-plus rushing yards per game in five out of their last six games last year. And there were some 150s and some 160s as the season unraveled. That was against San Francisco, against the Giants twice, against Cleveland. You know, better running teams. Not against Dallas. Dallas had nothing. But five out of their last six, including a stretch of five in a row. This run defense has to be better. Period. End of story. Again, they only gave up 62 yards to Connor last week. But they gave up, again, I was 29. I thought it was 31. My bad. 29. I guess it was 31 on the wheel route. Yeah, it was. To Rondell Moore. I was flipping the two. This defense has to be better against the run. And that's where Chase Young could help them the most. We had Casey Tuhill on earlier this week, right? Talked to a man in the locker room. They know they're going to have a heavy rotation because of the mile-high air, even though Ron's coming in late, all that stuff. This is where Chase Young helps them the most. He gives them a fresh, hopefully juiced-up leg body as part of the rotation that maybe they weren't necessarily counting on against a team that you would have to think, especially without Dulcich, their tight end, and with Judy not 100%, but practicing at least fully yesterday and likely to play, but not fully up to speed, and with Russell Wilson clearly not being Russell Wilson, to me, that's where this game starts and ends from a Bronco offense to a Washington defensive perspective. You agree. Can Chase Young help them win this game? Because at this point, he might be a better run defender than a pass rusher. What is your expectation for Chase? What is your hope for Chase Young now that he is expected to make his return? 301-230-0980, on the Ace Law listener line. So let's get to uh, Robert in Annapolis here, uh, and then we'll come back with the other side of the matchup. What's up, Robert? How are you? 
Hey, good afternoon. Uh, on fumbles, I'm in the camp, and I think most people are, that that ball should be placed back at the point of the fumble. However, I would expand the fumble rule. Currently, the offense only can't advance a fumble within the two minutes of a half and on fourth down, if I'm correct. I would say that the offense should never benefit, so should never be able to advance a fumble. So in any situation where the, there's a fumble and the offense recovers beyond the point of the fumble, it should be brought back to the point of the fumble. And, uh, of course, if they uh, recover behind the point of the fumble, it's just wherever they recover. And then, of course, if the defense recovers, it's whatever that, whatever the result of that is. Uh, on uh, the Commanders this weekend, I actually expect them to win a close game. I think it will be a few more points than last week. I got them at 23-20 uh, regarding Chase Young. You've got to get him out on the field regardless of when you put him out there. He's got to get some playing time. Uh, in a real game, so the, whatever whatever the coaches think he can handle, they got to do that. And and uh, Chris, you you have a bit of a self-deprecating humor, right? Yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, at the start, you were grasping for a word to describe yourself. I think illusionary was one of them. Uh, some of your listeners might say delusionary. So I'll leave you with that. And you have a nice weekend. That was well done. That was well done. Sure, I can laugh at myself. Yeah, no doubt about it. I actually remember the word that I was thinking about that Seth Rollins uses. He's a visionary and a revolutionary. And Robert just called me a delusionary. I like that one. Sometimes I am delusional. Sometimes I am. 301-230-0980. Chase Young, what kind of impact will he have? Will he have as big of an impact against the run as he will against the pass? Uh, What do you expect? How much do you want him to see? Does he push the commanders over the top, in your estimation, in this game? I'll come back and circle back on that, plus the commanders' offense versus the Broncos' defense as we continue to look at Week 2, commanders, Broncos, 425. Uh, of course, all-day coverage here on the Team 980 all throughout the night with Doc, Linnell, uh, Earl Forsey, uh, Craig Hoffman, Logan Paulson, and I'll be around on Twitter for you to yell out there. And also, somebody is making their return on Sunday. We'll have the details on that for you coming up next. Right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Why does this sound familiar? Because it's such a good vibration. Oh, right, right, right. That's what it is. I couldn't think of the name. It's not a good vibrations like Beach Boy. Good no, the vibrations. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Exactly. Did you see, apparently, I saw this on Twitter. I don't know anything about it. That apparently NSYNC got back together or something like that. I saw, like, some video and people freaking out on Twitter about it. Or X or whatever. I mean, is it NSYNC or 98 Degrees? I can't remember. One of those boy bands. All of the... Early 90s, early 2000s boy bands are coming back right mm, now. Right. I know Backstreet Boy just did a reunion tour. That I Big think Time either... Rush came back last year. I went. I took my kids because they love Big Time Rush. 
I know that uh, New Kids on the Block had a big tour a couple years ago. I think it was in, I saw it this morning and I I wish I I knew more or or better or would have thought about looking it up, but I think it was in sync. I think. I could be wrong. Uh, There was some sort of an award show and everybody was going gaga. Uh, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people were going gaga. Um, uh, You know, I, I, again, I don't know how significant it is, but I guess it was interesting, and I guess a lot of people were happy about it. So apparently, they have a new song coming out for the new trail, the new trolls movie show, oh, whatever. It and is in sync, though. Yes, okay. in sync just created a new song for. So that. that's what I. And so everyone's okay. freaking out about. Does this mean they're getting back together, or doing a reunion tour? Okay. But so, so I did see it partially right. There okay. will be new in sync music. Interesting. Uh, I can't say that I'm interested. They might be in sync. I'm not interested. How about that? Just saying. Um, all right. So here we go. 301-230-0980. I just mentioned Chase Young's impact. I think will come more on or as much, if not more, run defense-wise trying to ham in Javante Williams, trying to keep Samaje P. Ryan uh, under control, trying to help the commanders where they have struggled maybe the most. Again, the Marquise Hollywood Brown run was kind of a bottled up sort of pitch reverse, whatever. I mean, that is an outside run. It's not a traditional stretch run, though. It's not a a traditional, a traditional off tackle type run. It's not a it's not a run you're going to see a lot of. So I can almost live with that, but I do have to mention it. It's the runs that should be three, four yards. Again, off tackle, off McClinchy, off Garrett Bowles, that turn into 12 or 14 or 15 yards, or maybe worse, that I'm worried about. So it's going to be really incumbent for Chase, assuming that he plays, Montez Sweat, James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill, to control limit and funnel back. Funnel back into traffic. Set the edge. Don't get pinned inside. Don't get hemmed inside. Boom. Force them back. Force them to cut inside so that hopefully you can get more bodies rallying to the ball. So I think that's a huge, huge, huge key. Again, they're without their tight end, starting tight end in Dulcich. They are a little bit of a mismatch on the offensive line. You heard Tyler Columbus talk about real weak up the middle. McGlinchey struggled a little bit. Now, again, going against Max Crosby, that's going to happen, but it ain't going to be any easier going against Montez Sweat. Unless they move Montez Moore over to the right side and have Chase Moore on the left side. We'll see. And again, I don't even know if Chase starts on Sunday. Right? Don't know. To the offense, we know that Sam Howell held on to the ball way, 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 way too long last week. We know that. We know that he was scrambling for his life. We know that it didn't look good, real-time optics, for the offensive line. The offensive line was not great by any stretch. I don't think they were as bad as everybody else made them out to be. 
I could be wrong on that. I think they were responsible for, I don't know, two or three sacks, depending on your view. I don't think they opened up any huge holes for the run game. I think they, at times, as we tried to point out throughout the week, did a pretty good job. Again, Paulie wants to cut Andrew Wiley, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of after one game. I think at times they did a pretty decent job. I think Charles Leno was pretty good. Yeah, I think Charles and Wiley struggled at times. Not Charles Leno, Sadiq Charles. Yeah, I thought Gates and uh, Sadiq Charles had a miscommunication on one. Nobody's suggesting that they were good enough or great. But it's going to help them that Frank Clark is not there. You heard Tyler Columbus on Randy Gregory. Zach Allen is a guy who signed from Arizona to Denver over the offseason, which I thought would hurt Arizona more and help Denver. And that might be true. He's a pretty good young player. Youngish player. Not young. Youngish player. So if they can somewhat control Randy Gregory, who Tyler said, you know, look, that guy's got to step up. And Zach Allen, I think without Frank Clark there, I think you can do a much better job protecting for Sam Howell. Now, there's other ways to protect for Sam Howell. Again, Sam Howell's got to get rid of the football quicker. No ifs, ands, or buts about that, period. End of story. First road game, you worry about the noise and the false starts and get yourself behind the chains. Can they run against a defense, quite honestly, that is pretty good? I mean, it's not lights out all world San Francisco or Dallas, but they are a pretty good Overall defense. I think they're better on the secondary than in the back end, but we'll get to that in a sec. Josh Jacobs in his first game back only had a 2.5 average last week. 19 carries for 48 yards. Garoppolo, 9 carries or scrambles, runs, whatever, for 11 yards. He did have the big one at the end that iced it. I think that was the 8-yarder on a third and long where he kind of slid towards the Sideline, stayed in bounds, got the first down, boom. And he had, on a couple of kneel downs after that, he lost five yards worth, you know, so, again, it's not like, I mean, he had more. It was like five of 16, five uh, rushing attempts for like 16 yards if you exclude the kneel downs. After he got that big first down, late, that iced it. But this Denver team is a pretty good run defense team. Pretty good run defense team. Vance Joseph is aggressive. He likes to blitz. He likes to pressure. He likes to cook. He likes to get after you. They are going to struggle at times. I I know that. I know that. With the noise, false starts, maybe trying to get a little, you know, uh, extra oxygen, whatever. Maybe being a little bit out. I get that. I'm not telling you it's going to be pretty, but I think it's going to be more effective than it was last week. 
which surprised a lot of us. Not that they struggled, because you would expect that week one when they don't play in the preseason much at all. New offense, new offensive line, so on and so forth. But just because the opponent wasn't thought to be good. Well, this opponent is better. But again, missing Frank Clark, missing one of their starting safeties, that's going to help. That's going to help the commanders. Now, if somehow, some way, they can keep possession enough and, again, limit Denver's offense, like you heard Tyler mention, six offensive series, what have you, that's going to be one way. And, of course, how do you do that? Converting on third down. Third and short. Running the ball better. Running the ball more. Being more effective in the screen game. That doesn't mean you screen every play. Let me repeat. That does not mean you screen every play. We're talking about screens, slants, smokes, all that stuff. We're not talking about screening every play. But you do not need to be 75% pass to be effective. And you do not need to try and stretch the field against this defense and against this secondary with Justin Simmons and Patrick Sertan. Get the ball out of your hands. Get it in the hands of your playmakers around the line of scrimmage, something the enemy in Kansas City did all the time. Get the ball out of your hands. It doesn't always have to be to a running back, but I want more natural running back screens. Antonio Gibson. Even Brian Robinson. I saw it during the entire offseason. He's capable of running routes. Maybe he's not great as a receiver. Nobody's saying he's Marshall Falk for crying out loud, but he's effective. He can be effective. I saw all offseason seam routes to Brian Robinson that they would hit 15 to 20 yards in length. Not saying you have to do that all the time, but can you do it once? Can you run a wheel route? Can you, instead of having check down, check down, check down, Charlie, can we design a screen behind Sam Cosme and Andrew Wiley to the right for Antonio Gibson? Can we do that? A natural screen. Not a check down, a natural screen. Can we do that? Can we get Terry McLaurin so that he doesn't have to run forever on his foot, can we get Terry McLaurin a little wide receiver smoke just north of the line of scrimmage, just south of the line of scrimmage, at the line of scrimmage? Can we do that? Can we get Terry McLaurin in the slot so he runs a vertical and then maybe a drag out? And Sam, who's got plenty of arm strength, can zip it to him along the sideline in space. Maybe get him a little bit away from Sertan. Can we do all these things? I think the commanders won't do all of these things, but I can see them doing some of these things and some of these things better. And while we never know how a game is going to play, and it could be ugly, it could be sloppy, it could be a nightmare if they get sacked seven or eight times. And it's a combination of Sam holding on to the ball too long, Sam running for his life, or the offensive line get lit up like Christmas trees. But I think as I've advanced in the week, 
and I've seen more Denver stuff. I've learned more about Denver. I've thought more about Washington. I've envisioned more progress. Game two. I think I'm going to pick the Washington Commanders somehow, some way to win this game. Whereas yesterday with Linnell, I said, I think they lose a close game. I'm still straddling the fence. I'm still not making my official prediction. But I think the Commanders, with some of the Broncos' injuries and ineffectiveness, are going to have a real good chance to win this game. Will they? Don't know. Can they? Yes. 301 Your call's coming up. How do the Commanders win this game? Can they? Will they? You tell me. What do you want the role of Chase Young to be? What impact do you think he will have? 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. Time for a trending alert. All right, indeed, Chase Young cleared to make his season debut, according to head coach Ron Rivera, after being a full go yesterday and, of course, practicing today. He is expected, again, to make his season debut in what form? We do not know against the Denver Broncos. Full day coverage, uh, both before the game and after the game, right here on the Team 980 and always live on the Odyssey app. Meanwhile, tonight in college football, it's a uh, local rivalry, uh, sort of DMV-ish, right? Absolutely. The University of Virginia makes their way up from Charlottesville at 0-2 against the Terps right here on the Team 980 kickoff from College Park and CQ Stadium at 7 o'clock. Can Roman Hemby uh, do what he did in the second half against Charlotte last week to help Maryland pull away? We will find out all together. Meanwhile, Army and Texas San Antonio also going at it uh, tonight as well. Air Force in action as well. Nats are in Milwaukee to open up a set there. Baltimore hosting the Tampa Bay Rays, who won last night. The Orioles only have a one-game lead in the American League East now, and WNBA action, the Mystics, up in New York at the Garden against the Liberty, and that's what's trending. Good to have you with us. Let's get these phones fired up, huh? A little slow. I know we had the interview uh, midway through hour number one, but let's go. It's a football Friday. We should feel good. I'm leaning towards officially changing my pick. Again, I, I did say yesterday I thought the commanders would lose a close one. I thought special teams would be a factor. When I went back and I watched a bunch of the Broncos and the Raiders, special teams was a factor. Special teams was a bad factor for the Broncos. And Tyler kind of alluded to it. Not only did Will Lutz, uh, you know, they executed the onside kick to start the game. I don't think they would do that again. But could I? I mean, could they? I guess. Because almost because. If you're Ron Rivera, you wouldn't be expecting it, right? If you're if you're Nate Katzer, you wouldn't be expecting it because they just did it. So do you do it under the guise of, well, they don't they don't wouldn't expect us to ha- to do it two weeks in a row. I do it. Now it did turn into a touchdown, right? Because the penalty, even though they recovered a penalty and the Raiders got it and they drove short field, all that. So there's a risk. Um. 
But I thought there would be a Cameron Cheeseman bad snap, a Joey Sly missed field goal. Maybe because of one another. Special teams penalties were a problem for the commanders early on last week. They had two. Maybe one wipes out a big return from Jamison Crowder. Who knows? So I thought special teams would be a factor initially for the and it could be problematic. But Denver might be just as bad right now. Again, Lutz missed uh, the onside kickoff, which was recovered by Denver, called back because of a penalty led to a touchdown. He missed a field goal, and he missed an extra point. So how do you damn do? Maybe both special teams will be bad and cancel each other out. I don't know. And maybe they'll be fine. Who knows? You never know. That's why they play the game. But I was leaning towards that because of that. And also because we didn't know during the show yesterday that Frank Clark wasn't going to be there. Now we know that. We didn't know Chase Young was going to be there. Now we know that. If I'm right on Sam Howell and Eric Bieniemy figuring out what they did not figure out well enough last week, I think we could see a better, smoother commander offense, even though it's a better secondary. I don't know if it's a better pass rush, but based on potential it is, again, Randy Gregory, Zach Allen, so on and so forth, I think, again, Sam Howell and by extension the enemy will call a better game, will do a better job getting rid of the football. Let me give you a quick number here from NFL GSIS. Mentioned this yesterday um, that Sam Howell had Excluding sacks, an average time to throw of 2.87 from snap to throw and release. Which is not bad, right? I mean, like, you look around the league, Lamar Jackson had a 2.61. Jimmy Garoppolo against this Denver defense had a 2.76. Justin Herbert, 2.66. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes had 3.28. That's an average time to throw excluding sacks. But here's where I wanted to go with Howell. Aggressive percentage. And it's defined as, again, and this is all the computer chip technology. This is not subjective PFF stuff. This is the computer chip technology. This is the official stuff from NFL GSIS. But what the league uses. Okay? Uh, Not GSIS. Next-gen stats. Sorry. So, Sam Howell had an aggressive percentage, which is defined as balls thrown to a receiving target where a defender is within one yard or less of the target at the time of the reception or the incompletion. However they do all that, you know, they track it all, whatever. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson was second least or worse 
In the NFL in week one, in terms of aggressive percentage, meaning only 2.9% of the time did he throw a football to a target where a defender was in within one yard. Okay, that's how they do this. All I know is this. Emmanuel Forbes and Benjamin St. Juice, for the most part, are going to be probably hip to hip. That's all I know. And Russell Wilson, second worst, lowest in the NFL last week. Now, real quickly, let me give you the other side. And that's Sam Howell. Sam Howell was at 16.1%. Now, what does that all mean? It means clearly maybe your receiving targets are not getting enough separation, but it also means that Sam Howell, because of his gun, because of his arm, can zip balls in that Russell Wilson can't or doesn't want to do anymore, which theoretically should increase, yes, potentially turnovers, but it also should theoretically it improve the ability to make plays, especially if you're looking at McLaurin a lot of the time against Sertan. And I don't know if Sertan's going to travel. I think Sertan will travel with Terry if he's in the slot, but I'm not 100% sure. And if Vance Joseph likes to blitz as much as he has in his history, although they didn't do a ton of it last week, if they blitz Sam Howell, again, you could get a lot of hot hots, screens, quick slants, uh, quick smokes, little shovel tosses, reverses, jet gives to go around the edge to just, again, slow them down a little bit, especially if they're having trouble picking it up. I think the commander's offense is going to be better. I don't know that, but I think the commander's offense is going to be better than they were last week. I hope so, because we need to feel good. Even in a loss... If they come out looking good and maybe just something wacky thing happened on special teams or they got creased by Javante Williams somehow, whatever, I think people would be like, all right, loss, tough environment, what have you, one and one, back to the drawing board. But at least we feel good about Howell in the offense and the offensive line and EB. I think that's what you're looking for here. I mean, obviously you want to win. But even if it's a loss, you want to feel better about the offense. Like, if it's a special teams problem, all right, you anxiety about that. But that's somewhat easier to fix than offense. But if the offense looks dreadful, which it did for stretches, long stretches of Sunday's game against Arizona, if the offense looks dreadful and they lose, ugh, that's going to be problematic. Uh, let's get to Lap right here on the Team 980. What up, Lap? How are you? Hey, hey, what's up, Rooster? What's going on, Hey, Lap? man, we got to pose our will on the team, man. We can't be playing around. We got to come out with a sense of urgency, man. Whatever side is dominant, we got to pose our will on these teams, man, and come out and get it done. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. I want to see that offense do good, and then we go from there. But, uh... We shall see, but I, I think we got a good chance to get the, the win. I'm just a little nervous with Russell Wilson. He might, you know, come out and catch fire as he has in the past, you know. So, 
Yes. See, I, I don't. I don't and worry. Dirt, so, I don't worry so much too. about that uh, unless he unless he finds a way to just pick apart the linebackers in space. And I'm a little bit less yeah. worried about that with Dulcich being out and Judy just coming back. Yeah. Um, you know, and Tim Patrick's already gone uh, for the year. So right. I, I mean, listen, I, I I don't think Russell Wilson at this point against this defense is capable of torching you. Can I see success? Of course, yeah. at times. But hold them to a field goal like they did last week, and then you give yourself a chance. Hey, and Chase better show me something. I don't care if it is his first game. I'm happy out there. Hopefully he's healthy and we'll have continuous health throughout the rest of the season. But he got to show me something, man. I, I need some pressures, some sacks, you know, him aggressive, locked in, you know what I'm saying? And they playing collectively as a unit. But that offense is going to have to help the defense out, man. And we'll see, man. But this is a game we could we could definitely try to get. So, I appreciate you, you Lap. As, as always, you be careful out there with those uh, with those sirens. I hope they're not coming after you. Hope they're not coming after our guy Lap. Hope they're not coming after anybody that's good. Only the bad guys. Only the bad guys. Which Lap doesn't qualify as a bad guy. But you're a bad guy if you don't pick up the phone and give us a call on the Ace Law listener lines at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. In a wreck, Ace Law help you get a check. Call them at 8888-ACE-LAW. That's 8888-ACE-LAW. After you give us a jingle at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. What other keys to the commanders besides what we've talked about What other keys gets a win on Sunday in Denver? And if they win and go to 2-0, however they win, what message does that send to the rest of the NFL? Is it, we're back, or is it, good start, back to work, talk to you against Buffalo? 301-230-0980 301-230-0980 on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. All right, to Jonesy in a sec before the top of the hour here on the Team 980. Uh, one thing that I teed up earlier this hour that I forgot to deliver on, Taylor Swift's new man. Jason, uh, Travis Kelsey, rather. Uh, Jason Kelsey. He's married. Travis Kelsey is going to make his season debut, barring something happening between now and then, in Jacksonville for the Chefs on Sunday. How about that? Kind of expected that all along, but that's what Andy Reid is saying. So good for him. And good for him that he's hanging out with Tay-Tay. I mean, could you imagine, like, I mean, you're already Travis Kelsey, one of the best, if not the best, tight ends in the NFL. You've won multiple Super Bowls. You're going to the Hall of Fame. And you're hanging out with Tay-Tay. I got to be honest. I would have to be someone like Travis Kelsey because I don't know if I could handle the amount of fame that just dating Taylor Swift would bring. Mm -hmm. You got to be someone that's already famous and in the limelight and – Good with being 
not always the good guy in even, the limelight. Even then, I don't know if you could possibly. I I think for that it. it would. I the best thing about it would be after the breakup, you'd get an album written about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all happy yeah. songs, yeah. but. You can always be like, hey, um, this is my album. But maybe they don't break up. Maybe they marry and live Then you get multiple albums yeah, written exactly. about you. Exactly. That's a, then, that's a that's that's an even bigger win. And then they could be on TMZ every day. Mark Andrews, full participant today. He's going to uh, probably play, probably play for the Baltimore Ravens. Out to Jonesy before the top of the hour here. What up, Jonesy? Hey, Russell on the radio. What's going on, What's man? What's going on, brother? Look. I don't have much for this thing, but I, I, I believe we are going to win. Um, I think rough is the thing that makes it all go. Um, you stop him, you're pretty much stopping that offense. Um, I, I, mean, I don't know what secret weapons they may have that we don't know anything about, and I guess we'll have to see that. But I believe our defense will pull this thing out for us and it sounds like everybody's shaking and quaking about what special teams. <laughs> but um, well, we can't well, uh, we we can't just dismiss special teams on either side. They, you know, I, I mean, again, no. there is a big part of the game that a lot of media don't like to talk about because they don't know anything about it and they don't pay attention. Um, and maybe that translates yeah. to fans too. But we know that this team, meaning the Commanders, have some issues there already. We know that. And we also know that the Broncos are a new unit, new situation, new everything, and probably, I mean, definitely cost themselves a game last week. Indeed. So I guess you pretty much was saying that who makes the biggest mistake on special teams? Probably, I, I mean, I, I mean, listen, is is that unfair? I, I think that's, I think that's fair. I, I can't yeah, absolutely yeah. say it's going to happen, but I, I think it, it's, it's very possible. Yes, that it could happen like that. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm just hoping that if, if it's on, you know, special teams, it's their special teams that make the mistakes, and I was, you know, stay on the plus side of things as far as uh, advancing and winning this game. But you know what? I do like Jameson Crowder being out there pretty much uh, receiving the ball on teams, too. Yeah. Jameson Crowder, that, Jameson yeah, Crowder a showed spot. a little wiggle still to the outside uh, last yes, week. I mean, did. he didn't pop yes, one, did. but, you know, you know, you never you never know. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean first, you know, first time back out right. here on right. the field for right. us. So, and then, believe it or not, to be elevated so fast. Well, you know, I mean, part of it was because squad. Dax Milne, you know, part of it was because Dax Milne wasn't healthy and he was going on IR. But that's also the reason why they signed him, too. Now, what was interesting is, yeah. you know, trusting Crowder, which he wasn't with this organization when Ron or since Ron has been here, trusting Crowder over exactly. uh, the kid from UCLA, Casimir uh, uh, Allen, which I have no problem with. I think that was the absolute right decision because I don't think they trust Casimir Allen to catch the ball consistently in any way, shape, or form, and they can't afford that. Jonesy, I appreciate the phone call. i got to let you run. Appreciate you. Uh, we'll get to Paul in D.C., Eddie in Centerville. We'll get to Sean in Connecticut. We'll get to you at 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. On the other side at 3 o'clock on the Ace Law Listener Lines and a Rec Ace Law helps you get a check. Call me at 8888 Ace Law it is. Russell on the radio. One more hour to go. Official picks and predictions. Sunday six-pack. Your picks. uh, And why?
And what about Chase Young? What impact can he have? All coming up in the next hour, right here on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.